Have you ever had that feeling when you leave the doctor's office and think, what did they just say? Or have any burning questions you didn't have time to ask? Or, I don't remember anything that just happened in that appointment. Or even, were they speaking my language? Yeah, us too. That's where we come in. We're the podcast dedicated to helping you understand what your doctor said about that thing you saw your doctor for in the first place. We understand it can be an information overload. We're here to help. I'm Dr. Josh Fletcher, a family medicine resident at Northrop General Hospital in Toronto. And I'm Jake Bloom, the person who doesn't know what's happening at the doctor's office. Welcome to Dr. Dictionary. I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this podcast isn't meant to be a replacement for a traditional doctor's appointment, nor is it meant to be providing medical advice. Rather, it's meant to be a supplement to your doctor's visit and explain why your doctor asked what they asked and help you explain the diagnosis and common treatment plans. Lastly, doctors often have very different styles and approaches to a patient and their diagnosis. If we discuss a question or treatment plan that your doctor didn't mention, that doesn't mean that they were wrong. This could represent a different in practice style or simply the fact that your doctor knows you better than we do and has created a treatment plan that better fits your lifestyle. All right, and welcome back to another episode of Dr. Dictionary. My name is Jake and joining me as he does every episode is Toronto resident doctor, Josh Fletcher. What's up, doc? Excited for our fifth episode of the diabetes series. Yeah, that's right. So we've got four episodes already up on diabetes and we highly recommend you check them out. Our first episode was on the basics of diabetes. Our second was on screening, blood work, and diagnosis. Third episode was on the treatment. And fourth episode was on the complications of diabetes. And uh, this episode will focus all on hypoglycemia. First of all, what does that even mean, Josh? So hypo means low, glycemia means sugar. So therefore, hypoglycemia is low blood sugar. And we define this as a blood sugar less than four. We can develop symptoms that are caused by low blood sugar as well, and these symptoms improve after eating a source of sugar. Now, this is a very important topic. Low blood sugars can be very dangerous, and it's important to monitor for these symptoms and blood sugar levels. What are some of the symptoms of hypoglycemia? Now, typically we first experience symptoms like sweating, palpitations or the heart feeling strong or skipping a beat, tremor, or feelings of anxiety. We can also experience dizziness, headache, fatigue, blurry vision, nausea, and difficulty concentrating. If her blood sugar is very low, then we can get some more dangerous symptoms like confusion, passing out, or even seizures. And if this is the case, then we need the help of others, and we call this severe hypoglycemia. So what are some of the risks of having low blood sugars? Well, the risk of having a low blood sugar is experiencing the symptoms we just spoke about. But more importantly, what will actually cause you to have a low blood sugar in the first place? What puts you at an increased risk? Well, first of all, certain medications we use to treat diabetes have a risk of causing low blood sugar. And we talked about this more in our third episode of our diabetes series. Glycoside or diamicron, which belong to the sulfonylurea class of medications, can decrease your blood sugar. And insulin is one of those medications that can really cause a low blood sugar. Other risks include older age underlying memory or cognitive issues, having a low A1C level in the first place, previous episodes of severe hypoglycemia, and neuropathy, which we spoke about more in episode four. What are some of the problems of having a low blood sugar? 
So I already spoke about the problems of a very low blood sugar, including confusion, seizures, or even a coma. But there's also a worry of when these symptoms might occur. For example, if you're driving and your blood sugar is low, this can be very dangerous for you and other drivers. And the same applies if you're operating any sort of machinery. So am I always aware when my blood sugar is low? So not necessarily. There's something called hypoglycemia unawareness, which is very dangerous. And it is what it sounds like, you being unaware that your blood sugar is really low. And you really only notice a low blood sugar in this case when it's too late, when you're confused or have a loss of consciousness. And risks for this include underlying neuropathy, having frequent episodes of low blood sugar, previous low blood sugars that same day, or certain medications. And it's important to stay on top of your blood sugars to prevent this. What are some common causes of having a low blood sugar? Great question. Now, while it's true that certain medications, like I just said, can increase your risk of low blood sugar, your doctor places you on these medications because they're needed to control your diabetes. Your blood sugar might be too high, for example, and you need to be on insulin in the first place. Now, the amount of insulin you're put on and that you're stable on is based on your lifestyle. Big sudden changes to this can affect your blood sugar and cause hypoglycemia. For example, missing a meal, skipping a meal, or eating less than usual. Exercising a lot more than usual at one time. Taking too much of your medication by accident. Or even drinking alcohol can cause your sugars to go down. That's why it's important to check your blood sugars regularly, especially if you start experiencing some of the symptoms we just spoke about. What's the treatment for hypoglycemia? So you can imagine if your blood sugar is too low, we want to increase it. We go by the rule of 15. This is an easy way to remember it. We want 15 grams of a fast-acting carbohydrate. So, for example, 15 grams of glucose or sugar in the form of tablets. Your doctor can help you get these. 15 milliliters or one tablespoon or five packets of table sugar in water. Five cubes of sugar. 150 milliliters of juice. 15 milliliters or one tablespoon of honey. Or six Lifesaver candies. After this, we recommend retesting your blood sugar in 15 minutes and retreating again if they're still below 4. Avoid big meals until your sugar is above 4, as this can slow down absorption of the fast-acting sugars. If your meal is more than an hour away, have a snack. You want to carry a source of fast-acting carb with you at all times, and wear a medic alert bracelet or some other sort of ID source to alert people that you have diabetes. That way, should you have severe hypoglycemia, and are unable to help yourself, others can clue into the situation and give you sugar. So to recap, rule of 15, 15 grams of a fast-acting carb, recheck in 15 minutes, and if your sugar is still below 4, it's still low, repeat. You briefly mentioned driving and operating machinery. Is there anything special that you need to know about driving and your blood sugar levels? So the general rule is 5 to drive. Want your blood sugar to be over 5 before driving. If it's between 4 to 5, have a quick 15 grams of fast-acting carb to increase your sugar. If your blood sugar is low, less than 4, then wait. Do not drive now. Do what we just talked about, the rule of 15. And wait about an hour before driving to ensure your blood sugar is okay. If you start to have symptoms when driving, pull over. Check your blood sugar and have a fast-acting carb. It's better to be safe than sorry. And finally, Josh, what resources do you recommend for more information on hypoglycemia? 
So Diabetes Canada is an excellent resource that has tons of information on diabetes, both type 1 and type 2. Talks about hypoglycemia, talks about the rule of 15, but it also talks about the topics we spoke about in the first four episodes. The basics, the diagnosis, the blood work, the treatment, and the complications of diabetes. And there's also an excellent podcast series if you want more information. In the USA, the American Diabetes Association is another great resource with a ton of information on all things diabetes. All right, that just about wraps up our very quick episode on hypoglycemia. Josh, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us. And is there anyone you want to thank? I'd like to thank Dr. Wyman, a family doctor at Leslie Medical Family Health Organization, for peer-reviewing this episode, as well as Nick and John Bragagnolo for recording the original music. Yeah, and uh, as always, if you have any questions or uh, you want to let us know any topics that you would like us to discuss on upcoming episodes, feel free to email us at thedoctordictionary at gmail.com or uh, tweet us at the Doctor Dictionary. Stay tuned for our next episodes on diet and exercise and diabetes. Thanks for listening. <laughs>